The Barrage Sports Show. Yo, what's up, everybody? We are back. The Barrage Sports Show. I am one of your hosts, the dad, Mike B, and I'm here with my son, Mike Burr. Mike Burr. And let me tell you guys, the name of this podcast is The Barrage Sports Show because my name is Mike Barrage. My son's name is Mike Barrage because obviously he's named after me. So that's why I go by Mike B, and that's why he goes by Mike Burr. Because we have the exact same name. Yep. And Mike and Mike was already taken. If you know that old school <laughs> ESPN show, that was already taken. We didn't want to bite their lyrics. So we just went with the Barrage Sports Show featuring Mike B, Mike Burr with our super producer, April T. And by the way, April T is my daughter. So it's a total family affair, totally African-American owned Sports podcast for all of the people. We love all of the people from any walk of life, from all over the world. This is the podcast for you. Let's jump right into it, guys. Antonio Brown, mm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Burr. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's a good signing. You know, you saw the Chiefs level up and they got Le'Veon Bell. You know, the rich getting richer. Um, you got some tough teams in the in the league and and around the league and even in their own division. So I think that it's a good signing. Obviously, you know when Antonio Brown's focus has never been a question of his work ethic, never been a question of his talent. Um, it's more of the off the field stuff, the in the locker room stuff. But on the field, he was the best receiver in the league the last time we saw him for a full season. And then you add him to Mike Evans, who you can make an argument is the best receiver in the league. You got Godwin, you got Gronk. I mean, who are you going to guard? You know, there's no team that can match up with all of those guys if they're on the field at the same time. So I think it makes them almost unstoppable when you got the GOAT commanding the offense. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, normally they've been known for defense the last few years. And the offense did step it up the last couple of years. But Jamie Winston... You know, Jameis Winston, who was their quarterback, he was a top pick. He could he could have a really great game, but then he could kill you with the turnovers. Yeah. So now you're saying with Antonio Brown, they're going to be a straight-up offensive juggernaut. That's – I mean, that's that's what it's looking like, you know, because they were already starting to get things clicking. You know, Brady had the five-touchdown game. He just threw uh, four touchdowns uh, this week. So they were already starting to click and starting to get healthy. And now you add Antonio Brown, and, you know, he's had, obviously, a season and a half to rest. So, to me, this makes them the second-best team in the league right behind the Chiefs. I think I think they're number two right now. Wow. But let me ask you this. How long will it last, though? Mm. Antonio Brown is mega-talented. To kind of put it in perspective, after 131 games, he's played a total of 131 games in his career. Um, Jerry Rice, I'll say after 140 games, I, mm-hmm. I looked up some stats. Now, this is what Antonio Brown has done in 10 seasons. It took Jerry Rice to get to 140 games in nine seasons. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to give the GOAT Jerry Rice a little more credit because he did it in one less season. But let me show you how close their numbers were. Antonio Brown had had has 11,213 yards after, after 131 games. After 140 games, Jerry Rice had 11,776 yards. Wow. So that just shows you the type of production that Brown has. You know, Jerry Rice had 118 TDs, and Antonio Brown had a big number, too, 75 touchdowns. Mm. So we're talking about a guy, of course, he didn't have Jerry Rice's number, 
numbers, but GOAT-like numbers his first 10 seasons in the NFL. So he's a phenomenal talent, but can he stay on the field? Will he get into the social media and the drama in the locker room and drama off the field and self-destruct? Because he's done that the last couple of opportunities he's had. He did it in Pittsburgh. He did it in New England. Do you think he's going to survive the entire season? Mm, yeah, that that's the big question, right? That's why, you know, he's been, you know, out the league and in and out the league for the last couple uh, seasons. I think with Tom Brady there, and I think he knows this is his last chance. I think he's going to last the whole season. I think he knows how much money he's missed out on. Yeah. Right? He's 32, so in the NFL, especially as a skill position player, he he only has a chance to get one more decent sized contract. Okay. Before, you know, so and he already missed out. You know, we saw Julio Jones get paid. We saw uh Hopkins and all these other guys get big money. He missed out on that that boat already with the off the field issues. He could have signed an 80 million, hundred million dollar contract. But if he performs well with the Bucks, especially if they go make a playoff run or even win a Super Bowl, he still has opportunity to get 30, 50 mil in a contract if a team believes in him. So I think if if for nothing else, for his own selfish reasons, he's gonna perform and, and just shut up and play this season and stay out of trouble. And I think having Tom Brady there, you know, they seem to have a good relationship. I think he'll protect them as much as he can. But if if for nothing else, I think just to get that last big contract, he'll just play well. Uh, and, and I think he'll last the whole year. Okay. So you're saying cash rules everything around us, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing it for the bread. Well, I, I hope so because he's a phenomenal talent, man, and I hate to see that squandered. And he's an exciting player. Yeah. Especially when he was with the Steelers. Man, he was an exciting player. So, you know, good luck to him, man. I hope he can survive. And his contract is very incentive late. Late, he signed a max two point five million dollar contract with the bulk of it, seven hundred fifty thousand of it will pay out if he makes it to the Super Super Bowl. Mm. So a big portion of it is tied to the Super Bowl and other incentives like how many receptions he have, you know, how many yards he have, how many TDs. All of that's like at a quarter million a, a piece. So uh, a, a majority of that contract is kind of bonus incentive late, laden with like a million of it, just kind of based on the football and other things like that. So. And, and a a big question too is how is he gonna react? Because he's he's used to being the first option. Yeah. Now you got Mike Evans, you got Godwin, you got uh, Gronk, you got all these other guys, and coming in, you know, you got to learn the offense. So he's gonna be the fourth or fifth option starting out. So how's how's that gonna affect him as well? That's a good point. And what is he gonna do when he gets mad? Mm. See, everybody can be friends when you are doing kumbaya, everybody loving and hugging on each other, everybody's winning. What if they lose two games in a row? Mm. What if he's open quite a bit in those games, but Brady isn't hitting them yet? Or somebody makes him mad in the locker room. So that's when we're going to see the test, when things aren't going his way or he sees things from a different vantage point. Is he mature enough now not to overreact? To be a good team player, deal with it, and keep moving forward. Talent-wise, no question. Right. We compared his numbers to Jerry Rice. Again, that they're not like the GOAT, but they were GOAT-like. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just a matter of can he stay on the field and can he do the right things off the field, especially now because he's going to get some fame and some status because that was a big part of it. He wanted to do social media and tweet and, you know, put himself all on the gram and all of that. How he's going to react if the attention start coming back, both positive and negative, will he self-destruct? And I hope he does it, man. I'm, yeah. re I'm really rooting for the guy. Me too. Yeah, because he's a fun guy. Really fun guy to watch. You know, going into more football, mm. I want to talk about the Steelers. Mm. We know early in the season, 5-0, and but they play barbecue chicken, Cupcake City. So they got their test. They played the Titans, an undefeated team, top team. They won. So the question is, are the Steelers for real? Did that validate them as a true contender to win that Super Bowl with that big victory over the Titans this week? Yeah, yeah. I know we, we ranked the, the three undefeated teams uh, last week, and I had the Steelers number three. Right. And I was wrong. <laughs> after seeing them, after seeing them on Sunday, uh, I mean, obviously, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Steelers always got a good defense. They fly around the field. Mm -hmm. And they got a lot of playmakers on offense. I mean, Juju and Connor, Ebron, Johnson, and Claypool, and McDonald, and all those guys. So they got a squad. But one thing I did see in that, that Titans game, they had them down. They had them blown out. Big Ben threw three picks and let him back in the game. Surely did. So this was the first actually good team they played, and they had him down early and almost let him come back. And that's that's a scary sign. So I do think they are for real. I think obviously when you have a Hall of Fame, Super Bowl, and a quarterback, you got a defense. I mean, you, you got a chance. And they, they are one of the top teams in the league. Um, but – it is some concerns here. It's still some concerns. Yeah, they don't. And, and to me, they were my number one. Mm. They're six and zero. They haven't lost a game. KC's dropped a game. They dropped a game to the Raiders in Week Six. We know that. But KC is the team everybody's still nervous about. Right. Maybe the Ravens, which is a good, a cool thing, is coming up too. This is Steelers Ravens Week, Ooh. which is always a fantastic yeah. game. Um, but the Steelers, I think, do have a shot because they have a great defense. They're like third in terms of scoring offenses at like 30 a game. Big Ben has been there, done that. You know, right. he's, you know, he's a Super Bowl, what, two, three-time Super Bowl champ? I mean, Super Bowl's eight one. Two? Yeah. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. So Big Ben knows what it takes to get the job done. So that can help you in a big game or the biggest game. That experience can come through for you. So... I think they are for real. I don't think they're flawless. I still don't know if they're better than the Kansas City Chiefs or coming into the playoffs. So if I would pick them over the Chiefs, but I think they have as good a shot as anybody. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think so too. Because uh, when you have a, a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, and you know he you know he knows how to play in big moments. They got a strong defense, so. They're going to be tough to beat. The Steelers are always tough to beat, especially, you know, they're undefeated right now. So if they get home field, one of the toughest places to play as well. So they're going to be in the That's conversation. That's if the fans are back, though. Yeah, if the right, right. That's a big question mark as well. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's just keep it on football, man. I want to segue into kind of a tale of another cloth, mm. the rancid. 
And I mean this literally. And I'm not trying to be a hater, but you got if you love football, you gotta agree. Even they would agree. The NFC East. Womp womp. <laughs> no one in the division has a winning record. The That's Eagles crazy. are at the top of the division. They're two, four, and one. Washington is in second place. After this is after week seven. They're two and five. The Cowboys are in third place. They're two and five. Man. And the Giants are in last. They're one and six. How bad is that division right now? Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not looking pretty. None of these teams really give you a lot of confidence. Uh, none of these, a lot of these teams are having bad luck, like with the Giants. Saquon got hurt early in the season, which is their only, yeah, true big superstar talent. Yeah, and that was their only chance in the beginning, and then they weren't looking good with Saquon. So without him, uh, they one and six. The Cowboys, they don't have Dak. Uh, they don't have Andy Dawson now. The defense, they're on pace to be one of the worst defenses of all time. Uh, yeah, and their offensive line is hurt, which has been their their big best part of their team for years. Uh, then the Redskins are, or not the Redskins, the Washington football team. Uh, I like their defense, actually. Their defense is pretty good. Now, they haven't played any of the high-impact offenses yet. But they, you know, they got some talent on defense. Offensively, they're trying to figure stuff out. I like Scary Terry, but he's a receiver. He can only do so much. Uh, and the Eagles, they they remind me of their counterpart in the NBA, right? They're a team with a ton of talent. They got big names. They got star players. They obviously have had success. They won a Super Bowl a couple years ago, but that was with Nick Foles, a different quarterback. But... It's just, I don't know. It's just something ain't clicking with the Eagles. Because they should be a lot better than their record. They're the only team that I'm kind of disappointed. Like, the other teams, I kind of expected this. But the Eagles yeah. are kind of like, I just don't know if it, if they can click at some point in the season. I think they still have a chance. Yeah, they're not that far removed from a Super Bowl. But they're not that team anymore, obviously. But the only team with a winning record, well, I don't know. Let me correct myself. Not a winning record in the division, but a team that's doing okay in the division is Washington. But mm-hmm. they're zero three on the road, so <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> they're two and two at home, zero three on the road. Um, they got they got the only winning record in the division, but that's not saying a lot. Um, the Cowboys are just being the Cowboys. They've been bad for a long time. Yeah. With a few little smatterings of playoff appearances, but we've been in denial about the Cowboys. Every year they're ranked a little higher than they should be. They're considered to be better than what they really are. And that that franchise has just been imploding. And I really wish Dak would have got his money. Yeah. Because I don't know if he's gonna see that type of payday again. I really don't. I think he blew his window. And I hate to say that because I like Dak. I think he has a lot of potential. But he better come back smoking from that injury, uh, or he really his 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 signing value I think is gonna fall exponentially. But he took a risk. He bet on himself. He didn't want to sign the bigger deal. He wanted to go, you know, um, you know, go one year at a time and bet on himself. And the worst case scenario happened: injury on a bad team, and that's yeah. a way you don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, I really, uh, like we talked about this in the offseason, I really wanted, or I thought Dak was going to sit out if he didn't get a contract. I thought that was the best decision, especially with all the uncertainty 
with Andy Dalton being the backup. And, you know, I thought it would be a good opportunity to say, hey, I'm not paying until you play me. Uh, because this is why you want those long-term contracts uh, for the players. That's why they want these long-term contracts, because it's a rough game. You know, you can get hurt on any given play. And this is why the owners don't want to give long-term contracts, because you can get hurt on any given play. True. So it's just a classic example. Um, but, yeah, I hope I hope that gets well soon. You know, he, yeah. you know, I think he'll bounce back with all the technology, and, you know, he, he's a young, strong guy, so... He'll, he'll be back next season, I believe, and um, it it probably won't be for the Cowboys because I think the way they're looking right now, they're not going to win too many more games, so I think they're going to draft a quarterback and just move on. Probably so. And that's why, you know, Dak is a really good player, but he wasn't that guy, and that's why I wanted him to sign because he was, it's not like he was taking him far through the playoffs, potential Super Bowl, Mm-hmm. And he was setting himself up for this huge, huge payday based on just he was just balling out stellar performance. He was very solid. He had the most passing yards, so he had some big numbers. But I kind of figured that he wasn't going to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes type. Right. And I knew Dallas wasn't going to win. So that's why I was hoping he took that money while he could, because something like what happened this season could happen. And again, I don't know if he's going to see that bread again. But hey, he's still rich. I mean, it's all relative. You know, signing the franchise tag, he still made $31 million along with endorsements. So he technically still never has to work again. But I would much rather have 140 than 31, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, like you said, his career is far from over. Because, um, you know, we've seen Teddy Bridgewater. He struggled with injuries. And now he's starting for the Panthers. So, you know, I think... It's probably his last game in Dallas, but I do think he'll rehab, come back, and some team will still want him because he's he's better than a lot of quarterbacks that are starting right now. So he could he could still find a job. But back to this NFC East, who if if one of these teams makes the playoffs, right? They're probably gonna have maybe they get to five hundred, but may, they probably won't even get to five hundred. Can they actually win a game in the playoffs? Which one of these teams? To be honest, I don't I don't see any one of those teams winning a game. <laughs> I, I just I really believe that. I just don't think it'll happen. I I don't have any faith in any of those teams in a big game. I don't. I just don't <laughs> I just don't see it. At least not right now. You know, maybe as the season progresses, somebody gets hot, but other teams in the NFC like the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Packers, maybe if the Bears get in. One of them could upset the Bears because the Bears have been so inconsistent offensively. But teams like Seattle, the Cardinals, the Rams, Mm. the Packers, you know, even the Bucks over in the NFC South, you know, the Saints, how this thing might play out. I don't think they could be any of those teams. I hate to say it, and I'm a Bear fan. If we get in, we might be the most vulnerable team against one of those NFC's teams because – uh, the inconsistency of our offense. Uh, the other teams I've watched in the NFC, the top teams, I don't think they would have a chance. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would have to agree. Uh, like I said, I think the Eagles are the best team, um, but they've been having injuries and just it just doesn't. It's something off in that locker room or something. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't see them being able to beat any of the top teams that are, that are going to be battling for the playoffs. 
Yeah, I just don't see it. I think they're having a really rough go of it. And again, that's gonna that's gonna bring up the if if everybody in this division stays sub five hundred, the question is gonna be to the commissioner: Should they do a reseeding? Because somebody's gonna get the automatic bid to the playoffs because they won the division, and that's gonna start that debate again: Should they do a reseeding and the, and the best eight teams go in instead of you know the you know, division winners get an automatic bid. That's going to come up again. Yeah, I would. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't mind it. if you if you can't be five hundred, you shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> you know that 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 makes sense to me. I understand the divisions are important in football, but I I wouldn't want to see a good team that just happens to be in a good division miss the playoffs, and they're like, we won 10, 11, 12 games, and we can't go to the playoffs. And this, you know, team that won seven games is in there, you know. So I would, uh, Man, I would, that would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that would really hurt, and it would hurt the fans too, because we want to see good playoff football. Yeah, yeah, good point. Let me let me ask you this: What team, and pick one in the AFC, mm. pick one in the NFC. Right now, we're coming into Week Eight. Okay, we're not doing our Super Bowl. Poll predictions yet we're gonna have a whole super bowl show you know how we do in the nfl you have to have your super bowl preview show have some fun with that so we're not gonna go there but what team that nobody's really talking about that you think could be a dark horse coming out of the afc and one t- team you think could be a dark horse coming out of the nfc that could possibly make a run to the super bowl not to say they're gonna win it mm-hmm. but could make a run for the super bowls if i'm going with the nfc I got to pick the Cardinals. Mm. You know, I liked this team early on, and I was just kind of watching them. And then that went over the Seahawks. That that was a big-time win. They were down in that game. They fought, clawed back, won in that overtime. They showed a lot of heart, a lot of, a lot of unity. And Kyler Murray is a dog. Yes. I thought it would take him a couple more years to develop. I really liked him coming out of college. But he's ready now. He's a dog. He can make all the throws. In the open field, he's one of the hardest guys to tackle. You know, he's not Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is like the gold standard. Uh, but he he's pretty close because he's, he's a bit different because he's a little guy. But because of that, he, he his feet and like his cuts are so quick, you know, because he, he takes so many steps, he can change direction so fast. So he's really hard to bring down. He's, he's a great leader. And they kind of remind me of, you know, to to cross over to the NBA, they kind of remind me of the Heat. They're kind of like, Larry Fitzgerald is kind of like a Jimmy Butler. He's a veteran guy, a lot of respect around the league. True. And they got all these young dogs, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, and and their, and their defense is good too. Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson, and all those guys. Uh, Chandler Jones. They got a squad on both ends of the ball. They They play hard. They play together. And I think they got a real shot. They could really send somebody packing in the playoffs. Okay. I think that's a great pick, man. I really like uh, Murray, man. He's really good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I got to go with the 49ers, believe it or not. Mm. They're four and three, but they haven't lost on the road. They've just been kind of bad at home. They're one and three at home. But I think the 49ers, their defense is strong enough. Yeah. They have some offensive firepower. They just, to me, they started a little slow. But I still think they're a good enough team that if they can get it going, if the 49ers could get it going, I think they could be some trouble. And they were in the Super Bowl last year. 
I think they can make another run back to the Super Bowl. So they're not the favorite this year. They're, matter of fact, they're in last place in their division because just as <laughs> right. the NFC East is a terrible division, to me they have the strongest division in football. Seattle at the top at 5-1, and one, Cardinals at 5-2, and two, Rams at 5-2, and two, and then the 49ers at 4-3. and three. I think that's the best from top to bottom division in football. But I think if the 49ers can continue to play well and if they can get in, I think they have as good a chance to get back to the Super Bowl and be a dark horse as anybody. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick, and uh, yeah, it's kind of the opposite uh, division of the NFC East, and it, it is the opposite. The NFC West is completely <laughs> they got all the all very good teams from top to bottom. Uh, the AFC, it's a, it's a lot of teams that are kind of sneaky, kind of good. Uh, if I if I had to pick one today, I I think I would go with the Raiders. Oh wow! Okay, you know, first year in Vegas, uh, and they they they're sneaky good. You know, they they they've been playing kind of inconsistent, but they beat the Chiefs. They beat Kansas City, and, and pretty convincingly too. And they beat the Saints pretty convincingly. True, like it wasn't a, a real fluky win. Like they kind of kind of walked them down from wire to wire. So. And it, but they 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 give up some games too. They just got blown out by the Bucks. So it's like they're kind of inconsistent. But I do feel like they're kind of like an any given Sunday kind of team where they can beat anybody, but they can also lose anybody. And that kind of unpredictability can you know if you get hot, you can make a run. So I like the Raiders, and you know they're in Vegas, so you know they got the the mob and the rest on their side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, that I like that team. I like the Reds. Like you say, they've proven they could beat anybody. When you could beat the Chiefs, you can beat anybody, but they proved they could kind of lose to anybody, too. You're right. I got to go with the Colts, man. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts, I know that might be a little weird. They're not flashy, but Phillip Rivers is actually playing some good football quietly. He's kind of resurrected his career. Not to say his career was gone, but he's he's a good fit for that team. And their defense, I think, is a little bit better than even their stats. They have a really good defense. They crowd the football. Those boys can hit. They have some great – their defensive backfield is also with the DBs and safeties. And I could see them making a run and 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 kind of ride the arm of Phillip Rivers and ride that defense, man. And, it's, and they know how to win in that dome, you know. So if they can get something at home or get something in maybe better weather because Phillip Rivers was a West Coast guy – they might be dangerous. So I like the Colts, man. And watching them against my Bears, I saw a lot in terms of their speed, them getting to the football, which might not be saying a lot because the Bears, again, their offense have been, has been so inconsistent. But just the speed, the way they crowd around the football, when I watch their highlights every week, win or lose, they have a lot of guys in white jerseys with that horseshoe helmet or blue jerseys with that horseshoe helmet crowding the football. They get to the football. And I think they can be a dangerous team, um, you know, maybe make a run. Yeah, uh, defense wins championships. And and like you said, they, they, they have a really good defense. Like, even though they're, they're one of the top defenses, they're not getting enough credit. They got a lot of vets, a lot of guys. They play aggressive. They play hard. They hit hard. Um, and, and they're going to make you think on the offensive end. So, uh, and, and having a leader like Phillip Rivers – they they can make a run for it. I can see that. 
I can see that, man. The NFL has been rocking and rolling, man. So far, I'm enjoying this season, man. Um, it's just been exciting. And then with a lot of movement now, you know, Antonio Brown coming back, Le'Veon Bell getting cut mm. and finding a new team. It's been a really good, all these quarterbacks that were kind of juggled around. It's been really interesting, man. Yes, it's been a fun season. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of surprises, a lot of surprise teams and 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 I like the movement. I like the transactions that have been taking place. Uh, but we we got to we got to talk about the Bears. Okay. Got to talk about the Monday night football game. This was this was like our test, right? Cuz we were 5 and 1. But it was a shaky five and one, you know. True. Like you you said this week like we're five and one, but we could be one and five. True. And that that was kind of the feeling in Chicago. Like we're 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 our record is good, but we're not really playing good, especially on offense. It's, it, we're one of the worst offenses in the league. True. Uh. So what what what's going on with the Bears? What what do you think we got to do? Well, one thing, receivers are open. Mm. And they're not getting the football. Then sometimes when they get the football, they don't hold on to the football. So, and we have no running game. Zero. So offensively, it's just been a nightmare. Our defense has been playing very well. Not totally shut down, but they've been trying. But they're not getting a lot of help. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just offensively, it's been it's been really bad. Even but again, we're what, five and two? Yeah. So the the offense put it like this. When the offense looks bad, it looks really bad. But we've we've we found ways to win, but I don't know if we're gonna be able to continue to do that, especially against good teams. Mm. You wanna beat people, not you can't keep because we've had what three four or five comebacks already. Yeah. You can't <laughs> have the find ways to win and make a long run through the playoffs. You have to beat teams. And we haven't showed that we could just straight up mop teams yet. We find ways to win. The defense has been really bailing us out and helping us. Offense, we've had some timely plays, which is good. Again, we're five and two, so I'm not hating, but we haven't we haven't showed that we could just beat guys. And this stretch of games, because again, we have some tough teams coming up, is really gonna be the telltale to see what we we really are, you know? Yeah. And my my question is is Matt Nagy in the hot seat? Because, you know, everybody was blaming Mitch. It's Mitch's fault. He's not the right quarterback for the system. He's not. He's too young and this and that. But to be honest, we've seen Nick Foles for, what, this is three or four weeks now. Yeah. The offense looks exactly the same. It does. I can't, I can't tell if it's number nine or if it's number 10 out there. It, it, missing guys, like you said, receivers are open, don't get the ball. Sometimes they get the ball and they drop it. Uh, not running the ball on fourth and one, third and one. We want to pitch it to Cordell Patterson or run a sweep or something. Not not a QB sneak or just run it up the middle. Uh, running the running game is non-existent. The blocking is bad. It, the offense looks exactly the same. Yeah. So at some point you have to say, hey, who is it? The coach is it? The play calling? He's been under a lot of scrutiny. Um, and when you're when your moniker, when you're standing on, hey, I'm an offensive coach, I come from Andy Reid, and you had a 29th-ranked offense in the league, you know, what's going on? Well, he's not on the hot seat now because he's, again, he's 5-2. and two. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like it's smoke and mirrors, but in the NFL, 5-2 <laughs> is 5-2. and two. Yeah. So there's hope because 
their record still is one of the top records in the NFL. They still we, we, we still have an opportunity to win the division. So as a Bear fan, we got to be happy, but it's not a comfortable happy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We're not comfortable, though. So, you know, we're just going to have to see how this thing play out. We got the Saints coming up. Mm. We got the Titans coming up. Mm. We got the Vikings coming up. Mm. We got the Packers coming up. Yeah. We got the Lions coming up. So it's going to be a nice little stretch of talent we're going up against. And that's going to be that's going to be the telltale sign of whether we're pretenders or contenders. Yeah, this the, these next couple games are going to be the season here. Like it's going to show us who we really are. The Rams were the first elite team we played, and, and it didn't, didn't look, look good. good at all from yeah. beginning to end. But the defense, like, that's the thing. Our defense is so good. They The Rams only had 17 points for most of that game. Right. And against that offense, that's all you can really ask. With no help from, the, no, with no help right. from our offense. So. And they were just punting, punting, three and out. Yeah. Throwing picks, you know, the, on the one good draw they had, threw a pick in the end zone. So, and then Tay again, you know, I, we're really missing Tariq Cohen too, because Tay again, you gotta you gotta try something, man. Like he just let the punts bounce, you know, and they had the best punter in the league by far. Yeah, one of the best in history. Yeah, he's he's just pinning them like. It was times where it was no guys within five ten yards of him. You gotta at least catch it. And give yourself a chance to make a big play, you know, especially in a game like that. Uh, so maybe try somebody else back there or or just – I don't know if that was the coach telling him not to catch it or if that was the decision he's making on the field. But you got to – special teams has to try to make some more big plays, um, you know, because right now this offense is, is struggling. Yeah, the offense is struggling and defenses. But, again, we're 5-2. and two. <laughs> so we'll see guys like I say this stretch the next five or six weeks we'll know if we're pretenders or contenders but hey we're bad fans we hope we are contenders uh, our fingers our toes are crossed our eyes are crossed everything is crossed because <laughs> we want we want to be a playoff team you know we miss the playoffs the playoffs is fun and it would be nice if we could make the playoffs this year especially if we win the division and beat the Packers that would be awesome yeah that would, that would be fantastic now we're going to go to our super producer April T in the building. April, hit us with your hot takes. What you got today? So Odell Beckham is out for the remainder of the season. He had an ACL tear in last week's game. That's that Cleveland Brown bad luck coming back. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah, they're the Clippers of football, man. What can go wrong will go wrong. Andy Dalton out for the Dallas Cowboys. So now they're on their third string for the season. Say that again. They're in the third string for the season. Who, the Dallas third-string quarterback? Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean, obviously they lost Dak, and now you lose Dalton. And, uh, what you know, just like you said with the Browns, what can go wrong is going wrong for this team. And uh, But in that division, they still got a chance, even with the third string. Yeah. And the World Series playing tonight, L.A. Dodgers versus Tampa Bay. The L.A. Dodgers have been in the World Series three out of the past four years. Is this their year? They're currently up 3-2. Yeah. And as of the podcast right now, the Tampa Bay is winning 1-0 in Game 6. They're trying to push it to Game 7. You know, two great, you know, sports baseball towns. 
it's great baseball always in Florida. So Tampa Bay, they have they're having a great year. Then you look at the Dodgers, the great tradition. They will always be known for Jackie Robinson, the Brooklyn Dodgers, a great historic franchise. I used to love Steve Garvey and all those teams, Dusty Baker. So it's nice that these two teams are going at it. And the best words you can hear in sports is game seven. So if Tampa Bay pulls it off tonight, it'll be a game seven. Let's see how that goes. Anything else, April T? That's all I have. All right. Those are some hot, hot takes. All right, Mike Burr, you got anything else? Uh, Yeah, I got one more thing. I think right now we're witnessing one of the most underrated players in the league, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he's playing great football. He's He's been one of the top receivers for the last few years, but he doesn't get any sort of attention. Uh. You know, he's clutch. He's Russell Wilson's, like, he's his go-to guy, really. Even with DK Metcalf and Greg Olson and all these other guys, he's been his, when he's in trouble, when he's in a pinch, he'll just throw it up, Tyler Lockett. He has great hands. Uh, he He's a short catcher, you know, because of some guys that he's a, he's a consistent catcher. You know, if you, if you get the ball near him, he's going to come down with it. He's going to make a play on it. Uh, great at the sideline catches, great in the end zone. And you know, I think he, I think he's one of the most underrated receivers in the game. I do too. I think, like you say, he's one of the most not only underrated receivers, underrated players. And you know, Russell Wilson throws one of the best over the top, yeah. you know, high float balls, deep balls. And Tyler Lockett seems to always be up under one of those, at least one beautiful highlight type of catch per game. So yeah, I gotta agree with you, man. Tyler Lockett is a straight up baller, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good observation. So, man, that's our show, man. What a great show. You know, April, T, our super producer, hit us with some great hot takes. Mike Bird with a lot of information. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. Please share with a friend. Check us out on all social media. We call our subscribers winner. Shout out to my my guy, Big Percy, a.k.a. Coach. Uh, we work together in, in TV. He's a wonderful guy. He told me the other day he liked the podcast. So we like to hear from our winners. But hit us up in the comments. Throw us on Facebook. Throw us in your gram. Whatever, wherever you want to post us. And share with a friend. Let people know about the podcast. We're catching on. We're getting more and more popular. We like it when people like it. I talked to another one of my, my friends, Big Free. He liked the podcast. We had some great conversations. So let us know how you feel. Hit us in the comments. Subscribe. Like. Check us out on all social media. And I also want to dedicate this podcast to my mom. My mommy is in heaven now. And my mom wasn't a real big sports fan. You know, she was the type of mom that would come to the game support do you know bring the snacks bring the crackers cheer at the game and then at the end of the game we'll say something like did you win (laughs) (laughs) that's just how my mom was and if you say yeah ma we won she say oh that's so great you did great and if you say no ma we lost she say oh that's so great you did you did great so my mom was just the type of person as long as you were out there having fun as long as you were out there participating she was the type of person that supported you she was the type of person that encouraged you because she just loved to see people doing what they love to do and that's what this podcast is all about the love of the game so mom this podcast is dedicated to you this is mike burr's grandma april t's grandma and my mommy so that's it mike got anything else that's it can't end it on a better note than that 
We will see you next time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Remember, subscribe, like, share. Let us know how you feel. And as we always do it, Mike Mike Burr, drop the beat.